You're in the water loop. Hey everyone, this is Travis with Waterloop. I want to tell you about the Flume Smart Water Monitor that I use at my house. Flume is the perfect device for tracking your water usage in real time with your smartphone. You can see exactly how much water you're using with showers, toilets, sinks, appliances, outside irrigation, any way you use water. Flume lets you set daily, weekly, and monthly water budgets. It also alerts you if there's excessive water use and if it detects a leak. In fact, Right when I hooked up Flume at my house, it alerted me of a leak. I was losing a gallon of water every six minutes outside of my water line. Turns out it had been there for months, and I was wasting ridiculous amounts of water and money. I'm not sure when I would have found that without Flume. Flume is super easy to install. You wrap a band around your water meter, just like you put a watch on your wrist. Connect to Wi-Fi, download the app, and you're all set. No plumber needed. Now you can use promo code WATERLOOP to save 15% off of Flume at flumetech.com. With Flume, you'll never be surprised by a water bill again. Waterloop, Waterloop, Waterloop. Welcome to Waterloop. This is Travis, joined by Kara Meyer, Managing Director of Plus Pool. Kara, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. Really excited for this conversation. I'm fascinated by this project uh, and some of the components of it. Um, I definitely saw a lot of the buzz online and on social media several months ago uh, about this art installation, this light art installation that was in the East River uh, in New York City that was, I guess, educating people about water quality. And this is part of an uh, effort to eventually get a pool built in the river, right? Um, so we, we'll dive into the art piece in a little bit, but what is this What is this vision for having a pool in the East River in New York City? Yeah, so um, we conceived of an idea um, one hot, hot summer, <laughs> um, a group of artists and architects, my friends who um, thought, hey, New York is surrounded by water and we can't access it. What, that's crazy. Um, and as artists and architects do, uh, conceived of a idea to, to solve that problem. Um, it's plus pool is a water filtering, floating swimming pool. It filters the river water through the walls of the pool, um, cleans about a million gallons of water every day, um, and discharges clean water back into the river while people are swimming in it. Um, so there's no chlorine, no chemicals, anything like that. It's all natural river water, and it's meant to provide access um, to the river for New Yorkers for the first time in over 100 years. Wow. So how how when did this idea come about? When did you when did you start thinking about this? Yeah. So um, the idea itself came from um, a group of architects, Dong Ping Wong and Juana Sinescu, and um, designers Archie Lee Coates and Jeff Franklin. Um, my colleagues who were in 2010, I think, uh, in our early 20s, just, uh, um, you know, bouncing around ideas. And, um, you know, who knew that 10 years later, I would have a full-time job and um, we'd all be working towards this vision um, of having New Yorkers access their rivers for swimming, uh, you know, with New York City, yeah. the city of New York. 
All right. Well, while we're uh, while we're talking, I'm going to real quick on the screen put up an artist rendering of what this uh, pool would look like. It's it's pretty awesome to uh, to think about it this way, and you see uh, you see this kind of structure that's out obviously into the river. Uh, it, it looks like any pool you would see, right? With lanes going different ways and. Um, chairs people can hang out in obviously an incredible view that people would get to uh, get to have right there along the city um, I think one of the first questions people would have is swimming in the swimming in the East River in New York City there's there's no way that's safe um, so it's great you've explained this filtration aspect um, how how will the water quality be actually in the pool like how what type of filtration does that does this concept provide? Yeah, so um, we are meeting um, the EPA standards for swimmable water through the filtration system. Um, you know, but, but the the water itself has actually improved a lot over the past several years um, since the Clean Water Act. Uh, we've the city of New York and a lot of amazing environmental agencies have done a lot of work to to make sure that that would happen. Um, we are still built on a CSO system here. So um, the combined sewage overflows are primarily what contributes to um, the water quality not being um, up to par to swim 24-7. Um, um, but, it, but it is um, very clean. I think a lot of what we've been doing as an institution, we created a nonprofit Friends of Plus Pool to develop the project um, a couple of years ago. And what we've been doing as we're working to provide access through Plus Pool, um, we've really been trying to raise public awareness of the quality of the water in the rivers and show people that it's not as bad as people think majority of the time and, and when it is what's happening um, and, and change the public perce perception of, of the rivers. that has been negative since, you know, Kramer swam in the river. <laughs> all of that. Um, there's, I mean, we didn't know as, as artists and designers that, um, anything about water quality before we started on this. So, um, but, but plus pool does two things it, it filters and cleans the river water so that, um, again, 24 seven, you can access the river. Um, but it also protects you from the currents. So there's a, there's a swift current, um, that is, is quite dangerous. Um, if you know, in, in a lot of places, so, um, it's, it's also protecting you there. Yeah. So, you know, you've been kind of kicking this around and working on it for a number of years. Uh, and what has to happen for this to become a reality? I mean, you've got a lot of different uh, agencies to work with and, and people to get bought into this and approvals to get and all that kind of stuff, I imagine. What's the, what's the process that you're, you've been going through and that you have to kind of finish going through to make this happen? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, innovation is not easy sometimes. <laughs> so we, we have been at it for a while. Um, the first several years before we even incorporated as a nonprofit was um, really a lot of R&D and trying to understand if it was even technically feasible. I mean, this was an idea that we had that just was was born out of, you know, idealism and, and, and not knowing anything about water quality and filtration systems, not knowing that this kind of filtration system didn't even exist already on the market. We, we had kind of envisioned it as, as being something, a piece of architecture where we would insert giant filter system, right? Um, so the first couple of years was specializing that, trying to understand if, it, if it's even feasible. Um, and for the past couple of years, as, as after we formed, once we identified the feasibility, the technical feasibility, um, 
we and we incorporated this nonprofit because we wanted it to be public. Um, we've really been um, a grassroots advocacy campaign to get the city of New York to um, provide us access to an area of the river to, to do the work. Um, last year, the Economic Development Corporation of New York City released um, an RFEI for for a self-filtering swimming pool that that took steps towards that, which is super exciting. Um, and the next big hurdle that we would have is to um, really um, define the project within the regulatory structures of New York City. So we're not a swimming pool by definition. We're not a bathing beach by definition. We're not any of these things. So um, there's going to be some additional collaboration that really needs to happen with the government to make sure that um, we're, we're setting the right kind of precedence or not, or not setting the wrong kind of precedence. And we're creating um, a way to facilitate uh, the realization of this project safely for, for New Yorkers. What's the what's the reaction or the support from kind of those agencies you have to work with the people you've probably been talking to for the past couple of years with the the city you know uh, are they like okay we're we're kind of seeing that this could happen or let's see if we can figure out a way to make it happen what's that what's their stance <laughs> yeah it's definitely changed over time you know uh, you know in, in many ways we're the project that won't go away. Um, we, I think anyone who, um, is, is realizing something like this or, or attempting to realize something that like this, um, has a sort of dedication that has to be consistent, um, to, to make it happen in the end. So, um, because of that, I think, and because of the, the, the technical work that we've done and the educational work that we've done as a nonprofit and the respect that we've built within the communities, um, there is a lot more attention being paid to this. Um, the, uh, Manhattan borough president called for swimming, um, in the East river, uh, as a result of some campaigns we did and, and some other advocacy groups, um, work, uh, we're, you know, we're among a, a group of environmental organizations, I think that are really care about this, um, and think that it's, it's an important way to connect with the water in a way that will have, New Yorkers appreciate it more and want to fight to protect it and keep it clean and and um, and improve the water quality just just through that. Um, the you know we we've had um, the agencies you know collaborating with us on some aspects and um, you know having us propose ways to solve solutions on other aspects. Um, you know, I think that uh, it, it's still in the works, so it'll be an interesting story once we uh, do realize it and how how that came about. Um, because again, it's it's innovation that's never been done before, and um, you know, we there's a lot of things that a lot of boxes that we um, need to recreate to to check. Um, and obviously, our goal is to make sure it's as, as safe um, as possible, or, or you know, safer than. Um, and then, um, you know, any, anything, um, else. So any other way to access the river? So we're, um, we're, we're working towards that sure. collaboratively. Sure. sure. So, uh, you know, I imagine a lot of people think the idea is just crazy, right? Like having a, having a pool in the, in the East river there along Manhattan. Um, you, you probably get a lot of that has that changed over time or do you get also the other side where people are like, that's awesome. I mean, what's a, uh, what's kind of like the general public reaction you get? 
Yeah, I mean, the reason we're here today is because the public responded very positively to the idea and our renderings early on. Um, again, before we became a company, a nonprofit, we we were raising money on Kickstarter for different feasibility tests. Um, there was a huge response from people all around the world. Um, and I think that vision, it's, it's even instilled in, in some people internationally, um, new ideas that have, have kind of been spurred out of this. We're, we're sort of part of this unofficial international urban swim group of people around the world that are, are looking at creative ways to access um, urban waterways. Mm. Um, and and yeah, I think there has been some skepticism over time. I'd be lying if I said, um, you know, that wasn't true. But um, ultimately, again, I think the consistency and the, the dedication that we've given to this project has changed minds. And people now see that it's possible and believe that it's possible and they want it to happen. So, um, you know, definitely the first couple of meetings when we were going around as naive young people, not knowing anything about anything regulatory structure wise, um, you know, there was, there is, uh, a little bit of skepticism and, you know, this is crazy, what you, uh, but tell me more, mm. you know, there's, there's a, there's a, there's a level of intrigue that I think people want, um, are, are curious enough to con- kind of open up and explore. And we've, we've been riding that wave because we believe that, um, it's possible and it is possible now we know that. So it's just about, um, like I said, checking the right boxes and, and getting to a point where, um, where it's, it's a true collaboration in terms of, um, safety, government regulation, um, equity, access, environment, all of these things that we, we tap into. Mm. You mentioned you're kind of part of this informal network, uh, of, of people and groups that are trying to, you know, promote urban urban water access and swimming opportunities and stuff. I, that was one of my first things when I saw this and I wondered, uh, are there other places in the world that other cities that have something similar, you know, really a really big Metro area that's got a, a pool in, in a river there. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Well, we are, um, we are, as far as we know, the world's first water filtering swimming pool, a self filtering swimming pool. Um, but a lot of cities around the world, um, thanks to major, major municipal, um, infrastructure investments, um, that have actually brought the water quality to the standards needed and required, um, have some of these cities have been able to open up their waterways to, to public swimming. Um, and there's different ways that, um, people, the city is providing access, um, or designers are providing access platforms, um, you know, floating structures, uh, there's there are floating pools that exist in the world that are are you know pools built on top of barges. Mm. Um, so so that that concept is not not new at all, and in fact was a, a huge inspiration for the designers of Plus Pool. Um, but uh, but yeah, actually um, accessing um, creating a system and a structure that um, allows regular access to urban waterways that have been cut off to the public for swimming because of, um, environmental issues. Uh, as far as I know, we're, we're among the first. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's awesome. Uh, the plus, what's the plus about? What's the, what's the shape? What's the plus all about? Yeah. So it's, it's actually designed as four pools in one that each arm of the plus is a different um, pool. One is a kid's pool, one is a sports pool, one is a lounge pool, and one is a lap pool. 
Um, so it's meant to really provide access for, for all kinds of swimming for everybody at the same time and facilitate that. Um, you know, it's, it, it's a symbol of inclusion in terms of, of that, I think, um, and positivity in terms of how we, we want to protect our waterways. So it has a lot of different meanings, but design wise, it was, it was pretty simple. Um, how can you create a space in which everyone can enjoy the water in the different ways that they like to at the same time? Um, but then it's also facilitates, it can be opened up as, as one large swimming area or a 9,000, you know, square foot pool for play for everyone, or, a, a it's, it's actually Olympic length when you open it up, um, from, uh, from one end of the pool to the other. Oh, that's awesome. You've mentioned a couple of times about like equity and access. Um, uh, could you, could you expand on that? Why, why that's important to you and what that means? Absolutely. Um, I think that, you know, it's, it's one of the reasons we decided to create a nonprofit and not just realize the public, the project privately as some sort of membership, uh, group or, or facility. Um, it's part of the reason, um, we, I think have spent so long working on it. Um, we, you know, the, the New Yorkers used to swim in the river all the time, a hundred years ago. Um, there was, the water was safer before the industrial revolution and, um, and, uh, there was, there were floating bathhouses in and around New York city, um, actually up until about the 1930s. Hmm. And this was, um, historically a really amazing, um, social space for primarily immigrant populations using it to bathe. Um, it was, uh, it was a, 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 a favorite pastime by many New Yorkers of, you know, 45% of New Yorkers used them at the time. Um, and, uh, so, so it's about recreating that, but it's also making sure that the first time that we are able to provide access for swimming to New Yorkers, that it is for everyone. Um, because, uh, this, no one owns the river. Um, no one owns the river, but us citizens and everyone should be entitled to access it, we believe. Um, so that's, that's really where it comes from and why that's, that's so important and rooted into our mission and vision for, for safe swimming in New York city. Sure. Um, shifting a little bit to the water quality and which carries us into the, the art, uh, component here. Um, you mentioned that the water quality isn't as bad as people might think. Could you, could you expand on that? Yeah. So, um, you know, like a lot of urban cities, actually, not just New York city, um, I think I mentioned this earlier, we're built on a CSO system um, where uh, when there are heavy rains or heavy storms in New York City, um, they the, the water um, goes into the, the storm pipes and mixes with the sewage um, system and uh, discharges untreated water into the river because the, the sewer systems can't handle the load. Um, so untreated water going into the river, of course, means that there's, um, poor water quality. Um, and I think that, and, and on other days when there's not a heavy storm, our, our systems are able to process that water and treat it and, and discharge it safely. Um, so I think that's the primary issue. Of course, there's some industrial issues every now and then or chemicals, spills or things like that, that happen here and there. But again, for the most part, and particularly in New York city, New York state who has, has really stepped up in terms of, um, uh, fighting to protect the waterways, um, with, with regulatory, um, and policy, um, uh, that, that, you know, 
creates um, systems for companies to abide by, um, it, it's it's really changed. Um, we know a lot more now. We're testing um, as much as we can and and trying to to improve it every day. So I think that the disconnect there is the public awareness, and I don't know why. Um, I I think it is partly because of of you know longstanding social and cultural um, instances like uh, you know jokes and references to um, polluted water and the dead bodies and this and that um, just from the from the polluted past that we've had and so we among a lot of other amazing nonprofits in New York City and, and other organizations are are planning to change that narrative. Awesome. So I, I yeah, how, how did you all use art? Um, recently to try to, I think, raise awareness about the water quality and about this, this pool project. And I'm going to, yeah. uh, I'm going to put this piece of art up, uh, on the screen as you're talking about it. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, so we created, um, a floating light sculpture in the river, um, that, uh, connected to our water quality instruments and changed colors based on the quality of the water in the river. Um, so it was meant to really captivate people, um, in a unique new way, um, people that perhaps aren't necessarily, um, always in tune with environmental issues. Um, uh, it was viewable from a variety of viewpoints, uh, from the bridges to the esplanades and, um, on both the Brooklyn and the Manhattan side. Um, we had amazing partners um, in the National Endowment for the Arts for this. We had Howard Hughes Corporation. Heineken was a big sponsor and supporter of this project, and um, it was massive. It was it was um, it spread um, on social media quite well, um, and uh, you know it was an entry point for people to learn a little bit more. And people, I think, were surprised to see that it was um, blue a lot more than it was pink, which mm. were the good and bad, um, uh, indications. Um, and we worked with Columbia university's Lamont Doherty earth observatory on, um, actually creating an algorithm that, um, predicted the bacteria levels in real time, um, to help inform the changing of the lights because, um, bacteria tests take a 24 hour lab, um, test. So, we, we created this algorithm that then um, we cross-referenced with the lab tests so that we could present the, the data in real time. Um, and like I said, I think it attracted a lot of new people to water quality issues. Um, you know, several art and culture um, you know, publications were posting about it, as well as environmental institutions or city, city blogs and things. So it kind of had this wide appeal. Um, and the, the sculpture, we directed people through our materials and, and onsite, um, to an amazing new water quality dashboard that we created with our friends at reactor. Um, and this really kind of dove into the science behind what was happening and what was changing the lights from all of the parameters that we were tracking from the bacterial algorithm to the live data on, um, turbidity and, um, oxygen levels and things like that. So, um, it was meant to kind of visualize the science and the spreadsheets that mean nothing to most people, um, including us, um, as designers and, um, make it, make it a little bit more accessible. Yeah. So the, 
blue is when kind of it was safe for swimming is in essence. And then if it was pink or purplish, that was when there's maybe the water quality wasn't the best. Absolutely. Okay. And how long did this uh, stay in the river then? Um, we had it in for three months. Um, there's a, a moratorium on how long you can have things in the river for certain things like this, particularly in, as you come into the winter months. So um, it, was a, it was a temporary installation. It lives on in, yeah. in many ways through the dashboard and through all the visuals that were captured. Yeah, I think I think it's so awesome. I mean, I wonder, uh, did you hear from other cities and other places that were like, "Wow, we want to do one of these"? Also, how do we how do we put this in our river? I mean, I would love to see something like that in my community. It's just so so cool, such a great public awareness tool, and just awesome art, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we we did get some some inquiries about that, um, and we're still, you know excited about the possibility of, of carrying the project on in, in new ways. Um, it was not an inexpensive project mm. um, or a small feat in terms of even the regulatory um, processes of, of getting that built. Um, in some ways mirrored plus pool, the, the pool itself, um, just on a temporary scale. Um, so it was, it was a pretty heavy lift. So, um, you know, we we're, we're excited about the possibility of doing it with other people. Um, uh, should, should that dedication come in as well with a potential partner? Yeah. It sounds, it sounds like mon- money is a big part of the, the equation there. Like it is with many, many things. So what's the, mm-hmm. uh, what's kind of the future now? What's, what's on your to-do list for the next six months, year, you know, like how close might you be to all this becoming a reality? Yeah, well, um, you know, we're closer than ever every day that goes by. I've been working on it for, for a long time. Um, New York is obviously um, going through a very difficult time right now. Um, so we're all on pause. Yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's, it's a tough time for our community in our city. So that's our focus right now is, is being there for our community um, and making sure that um, everyone has what they need. Um, during this, this pretty difficult time. Community is a big part of who we are and what we do um, and, and why we're doing this. Um, but we do believe that, you know, when the time does come to pick up where we left off in our conversations with what next steps on the city and all the regulatory issues and everything I've already spoken about, um, that, you know, we will be a, a quality of life project for New York City when we come out of this crisis. And, um, you know, we'll, it's a new green infrastructure project and workforce development and all the things that we hope that we, the community um, will help rebuild the community. So um, that's kind of where it's a, it's a weird time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Without a doubt. Um, well, I, uh, I'm so glad we had this chance to, to chat and, uh, I definitely am, am cheering for you big time and hope to make the trip up to New York one day to, to take a swim in that pool. Um, I, yes. I, it'll happen one day. So I look forward to it. Oh, well, yes. Thank you so much for your interest. Waterloop, Waterloop, Waterloop. Thank you to the sponsor of this episode, the Flume Smart Water Monitor that tracks your home's water use 24 seven, alerting you to excessive water use and leaks. Use promo code Waterloop now for 15% off at flumetech.com. You're in the Waterloop. Waterloop.